While we believe the information in this broadcast is reliable, we cannot guarantee its accuracy. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decisions. Investment advisory services are offered through Precision Capital Management and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. SEC registration is not an endorsement of the firm by the commission and does not mean that the advisor has attained a specific level of skill or ability. Fiduciary duty extends solely to investment advisory advice and does not extend to other activities such as insurance or broker-dealer services. Advisory clients are charged a quarterly fee for assets under management, while insurance products pay a commission, which may result in a conflict of interest regarding compensation. Welcome to Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group. Each Saturday morning at 8.30, listen in to successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life. Now your hosts, Rick Durkee, Eric Cox, and Leslie Haywood. All our lawyers for... And welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Business, heard exclusively here on 94.3 WSC every Saturday morning from 8.30 nine o'clock thank you low country for tuning in especially uh, on a holiday weekend especially on labor day weekend thank so, you uh, thank you is, for listening absolutely uh thanks for your dedication to us and you know what leslie if if you're listening out there this morning and you're just relaxing all week and you have mm-hmm. a lot to do got a great idea go under our website at coastalwm.com and binge listen look at the radio tab and you will hear all of our great guests over the last six months and their wonderful stories of entrepreneurship. And then if you want to communicate with us and chat with us beyond Saturday morning, go to our Facebook page, Beyond the Business, and also follow us on Twitter, BTBCHS. That is Beyond the Business Charleston. And, uh, yeah, let's keep the conversation rolling. And if you want to communicate uh, with Leslie today, since it is a holiday weekend, I suggest you do it before noon because anytime after that, she's oh, yeah. going to have bubbles going. It's so. bubbles. Yep. It's bubbles time for on. bubbles. You're lucky I don't have them right here. <laughs> so uh, we're going to follow up. Certainly from last week, we had a great guest, uh, Mr. Sean <laughs> Flood. Sorry, I just knocked over everything here in the studio. Uh, CEO of the Gotcha Group, Sean. Thanks for coming back, particularly on a holiday weekend. This yeah. is dedication. <laughs> thanks so much. Thanks for having me back. It just proves what kind of entrepreneur you are right there. Leader. Yeah. Uh, great story last week. Leslie, yes. what were your takeaways from uh, the first half of Mr. Flood's life? Well, I, I love that how his parents, uh, being entrepreneurs, sort of guided him through the process. And um, although he went to school, I'm talking about you like you're not here, um, <laughs> went to school for entrepreneurship. You know, your parents were said, you need to go work in the corporate world. You need to have a job. And uh, I, I love the, the saying that every big business was a small business at some point. And just the things that you learn, get that corporate life experience are things that you don't get uh, if you just start out and you know with with the company so with you know trying to do the entrepreneurship on your own i i love that so what about you eric dad's advice you know dad gave great advice right uh, in 08 when y'all hit the wall and yeah. things were tough and i couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel dad mm-hmm. says you know what just show up and uh time will heal all wounds and certainly in your case you kept showing up this happened to be a bar, but uh, That's right. yeah. it, it uh, turned he, out pretty good. And he so, is an Irishman. So yeah. an Irishman. So, yeah, it does tie in. Yeah. So uh, why don't we, for our listeners who did not get the chance to hear last week, um, let's do two quick things. One, give them a quick uh, synopsis of what the Gotcha Group is so they know who we're talking to. Yeah. And then secondly, just sort of uh, give that a real quick rundown on 
your first entrepreneur venture and how that kind of came to end and the birth of the Gotcha Group. Yeah, so the, the Gotcha Group, headquartered here in Charleston, is a collegiate advertising and transportation special event company. So we connect brands to a certain target audience, typically kind of college-age millennials, uh, on, off, and around campus. We, uh, we have a fleet of assets that include electric vehicles, bike share bikes all around the country, uh, and then a really cool network of on-campus brandable kind of kiosks uh, on 150 universities around the country. Uh, an amazing team here in Charleston and in, in L.A. making that happen uh, every day. Cool. Um, so, yeah, in my, in my first venture out of college uh, after after getting a corporate gig was a real estate development firm in Atlanta. That went great until 2008, uh, but definitely was the catalyst that uh, that allowed me to start Gotcha and kind of come up with that uh, that idea. So it uh, was a great run and, and enjoyed that time. But the, the birth of Gotcha out of that really uh, is, is what I'm the most thankful for. So it was one of those darkest times. So um, 08 happens and you're drowning your sorrows at this point and yep. you go to a bar and you're meeting some friends. And so, yeah, go through that process again and, and we'll take it from there. And, yeah. you know, if there's any special personal things that happen around this time or anything like that. Yeah. So, I'm going to warn you this part where Leslie's going to try to make you cry. So oh, Leslie's going to start getting yeah. really tough here in a minute. The Barbara Walters ready. of radio. I'm a crier, right? so I'm not, get, I'm get not ready to say that. Get yeah. ready. I, uh, you know, sitting around, sitting around this, this table at, at brunch, listening to college students still complain about not being able to get from A to B in a, in a small kind of college town, um, just didn't seem to make logical sense to me. I knew nothing really about kind of transportation and or the advertising world, but I was like, there just has to be a solution for this. My idea was bringing low-speed electric vehicles, which were kind of a new technology at the time, partnering with the college campus, bringing student drivers to kind of get people from A to B, and then partner with brands. And I just thought this is a demographic brands would care about. If I got in front of the right brands and convinced them to, to spend some money, maybe, uh, maybe this would make sense. Um, since I was kind of out of a job in, in the real estate market, I picked up and moved to Tallahassee. Uh, lived in uh, what my current my, my wife kind of jokes about now was an old massage parlor in <laughs> Tallahassee. I had had a buddy who was also in real estate. And he's like, "Hey, you're going to be here. I own this like strip center of of kind of retail space. A massage parlor used to be on the top floor. I'll put some model furniture from one of our places. You want to stay there?" Uh, so I said, sure, free free rent while I'm starting right, this business. Right, the um, smells up there, I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> it was intense. It was right? intense. But, you know, I left. I was like, look, this is going to be a new start. I'm going to go down to Tallahassee, try to get this business off the ground. Uh, I was single at the time and went out the first night with a, a buddy of mine um, and, and his wife. And we went out to a bar and his wife invited a friend. And his friend came out and we're all sitting there, you know, having a great time. And that was my wife. So I was in town for maybe 48 hours and we started dating uh, a day or two after that uh, and have literally been together ever since. So there were there were a bunch of things that happened because the real estate market crashed. Starting Gotcha has been great, but if it wasn't for that opportunity, I never would have met met Jacqueline and and had our two beautiful boys right now and 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 obviously the the most thankful for for that opportunity and what a testament right to times in our life that come about that we don't understand why they're happening and they're painful and they're deep and they're dark and but like you just said some of the best things in your life have come from those moments and uh, probably didn't realize that at the time of course uh but boy it does uh lend a lot of credibility to that word faith yeah that's right that's right and and it's my biggest takeaway in in business so since 2009 starting gotcha Jacqueline was was 
great that she quit her other job and came to work for the company as we were starting it um, because it involved a lot of travel. I didn't have any money to pay kind of employees. So we traveled the country growing this business for the first kind of three years together. And there were equal amount of lows as there were highs, like just, you know, up and down daily from is the business going to going to close or, or are we going to be successful? And that like idea of knowing what the bottom's like allowed me to realize, like, you know what? I can I can power through this. It's you know we just got to keep getting up every day, and time will will cure everything. Like my dad said. So, um, then, well, I tell you what, Sean, I've already learned from this conversation. You are uh, obviously very talented and gifted in the sales department because you meet this woman and you say, "Look, I don't really have a job. I live in a massage parlor. <laughs> I'll give you a job. It doesn't pay any money." Um, and you'll end up getting married. So obviously you are very gifted in that department. Yeah, no, I, I tricked her for sure because uh, I, I, I question her to this day because our first real date, I went and got sushi and I was like, we'll eat it. I forgot my wallet. Right? Yeah, no, no, we'll, look, I'll get sushi. We're going to eat it at this place I'm staying. And the fact that she like came up to this window and like. I opened the door and she came in and ate dinner. Like I question right, her daily. Been, right, right. Um, you like, could have been you thinking? yes, yeah. an axe murderer or something. No, yeah. That might be worse than your mama's basement. <laughs> That's right. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had some poor basement. judgment. Luckily, it, it worked, worked out, out okay for yeah, all parties no. involved. So, yeah. so talk a minute about some of those early days. Obviously, you're bootstrapping this thing, right? You're all traveling all over the country trying to yeah. get. Uh, I guess uh, schools involved. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about uh, just the, all that sweat equity that goes into getting a business off the ground. Yeah, I, I think like there's no model for it, right? I have a degree in, in entrepreneurship technically, um, but any of these businesses don't come with a handbook. It literally is learning the business you're trying to create because uh, you know unless you left another business to start a kind of me too, mm-hmm. you don't know. You don't know what the business should be. You don't know what it's going to need. And I mean, I'm, I'm lucky more often than I'm good at, at growing this business because there's just a ton even now that I don't know. And it really was that kind of daily hustle of getting out, meeting people, introducing the idea and, and being flexible. Gotcha is so different today than I originally thought of it uh, from everything, from the brand itself, the logo to what we do and how we interact with people because I kind of committed to the fact that I don't know, and it doesn't just have to be this one thing. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a big believer in learning kind of daily and then kind of calling an audible and changing the business based on what what we learn. So in those early years, we learn a lot from our biggest mistakes. So tell me, uh, what was one of the biggest mistakes that you made that maybe someone listening can avoid or um, we hear a lot about cap, not having enough capital. That's kind of a given. We all need more money. But, you know, something that really sticks out. Yeah, I think, you know, kind of managing capital early on is is really important. And there are times that I probably didn't do that as effectively. Again, like just thinking that you've got to have enough kind of dry powder to, to grow a business. I was fortunate that uh, I had a, a co-founder at the time, one of my, my best friends who uh, invested early on, kind of helped grind it out in the in the beginning. Um, very, very fortunate to bring on kind of some friends and family investors in the beginning. Um, but the thing that I, I, I learned through that piece of it was communication with people whose money you take. And I think that the like 30 year old Sean, if I if I sat across with him, I was like that communication and the importance of the trust that happens when somebody's like, here you go. Here's any amount of money. You hear that? Um, when someone gives you their money. 
That's a whole side conversation, yeah. folks. Sorry about that. <laughs> so yeah. the trust, yes. yeah, it's you that need trust. trust. It's that you know, along the way, if I could have done a better job in the beginning, I think like you know, the the business might have kind of gone along quicker. But it's knowing like how to communicate with people whose money you're taking and the trust that that creates. Uh, and I've learned a lot of kind of hard lessons that way, but uh, but it was important. And so along the way, we all have people in our life that we can look to that uh, has given us wise counsel, whether it was coming through from the beginning or now today as a more mature entrepreneur. What would you say or who would you say is some of those resources for you in your life? Yeah, so I'm uh, fortunate enough at FSU to have some real kind of strong uh, professors and, and kind of counselors along the way. Um, there's a gentleman, Jerry Osterjung, who was the head of the entrepreneurship program at FSU, has gone on to consult just hundreds of, of businesses along the way and was instrumental uh, to me as I, I kind of kind of grew. Um, another gentleman, Tim Holcomb, who is uh, a professor, ran the entrepreneurship program after after Jerry and is now a professor in uh, in Cincinnati. Just folks that I realize that you just sometimes need a network that you can pick up the phone and ask questions to. Again, the 30-year-old Sean thought a lot that he could just kind of do things on his own. Right. And I learned along the way that having a network of resources and more importantly, people have been down the road. I think that a lot of people make the mistake thinking that this is the first time and they've kind of invented this path and they haven't, you know, nobody else has kind of gone there before. And I've learned that there's a bunch of people who've had the exact same problems. Like we didn't invent starting a business. Uh, so I am not shy now to, to pick up the phone, shoot an email to, to this kind of network that, that we've created. And how how big is the company now? Yeah, so this, it's a great story. So December of last year, we were six people sitting around a, uh, a conference table um, on about ten or eleven campuses, kind of launching our bike share division. Uh, you know, hadn't hadn't gotten off the ground yet. Uh, was out in the market raising capital. Came across a private equity firm who owned a college advertising company. And December 5th, we did a roll-up where we put those organizations together, um, also merged another local business, Kaleidoscope, uh, run by Mendel Ziffs for, for the past 20 years, uh, put those organizations together to create the new Gotcha Group. And as of now, we are 42, 43 people in two offices, uh, Charleston and one in L.A. Uh, so, yeah, the, the past nine months have been a whirlwind of, of growth uh, since, since that. We actually had, I was thinking, um, Lauren Ziff yeah. um, on the show a couple of years ago. It's been a long time, but uh, yeah, it's good to hear that name. Yeah, again. so yeah, wow. Mendel's uh, my partner at Gotcha Now, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been an exciting ride, kind of putting all those organizations together, uh, but very different. Then. And by the way, we hadn't mentioned this, so in case you just hopped in your car or turned on the radio, you're listening to the voice of Mr. Sean Flood, who's the CEO of the Gotcha Group here in Charleston, and certainly we're talking about how you've scaled and been building the business. And so now as you look towards the future, um, again, you've, you've had a lot of life lessons through this process. Um, as a leader of an organization looking to the future, talk about how you make plans of expansion, scaling, without, I guess really in essence, outgrowing the infrastructure and the capabilities of doing so. Yeah. I, I, you know, one, we've built an amazing team. I mean, what we do every day is, is purely tied to the fact that we've got an amazing group of, of team members at gotcha, both here and in LA. Uh, so scale is very important to what we do. You can imagine being owned by a private equity firm, uh, scaling quickly and, and kind of increasing size and profitability is, is paramount to that. Um, so we've got a lot of heavy lifting to do over the next three to four years. 
Uh, but the idea is how do we grow this ride and bike share to as many universities and municipalities around the country uh, and really help solve transportation while allowing brands to interact with this this demographic. So we've we've got a big task at hand, but I think we've got the right kind of organization to, to, to accomplish that. You found of getting your message out. Yeah. So I think that it's it's content that is true and real. I think another mistake we made in the past was just posting pictures and, you know, kind of talking about yourself mm-hmm. doesn't really seem to move the needle. Okay. We've got some great social media minds in our office now and uh, like sharing content about what's out in the world as it relates to our space, not just kind of patting gotcha on the back, has really helped move the needle and engage other consumers. So talking about uh, how brands are interacting with millennials uh, that have nothing to do with gotcha and educating the consumer through social media has really helped uh, interact with our brand. You know, then looking at gotcha as kind of a source uh, for content. Which so um, you bring up a good topic, and I don't think we've talked a lot about this uh, on our show, but um, you have a business that somewhat caters to the millennial generation. I'm assuming out of your 43 employees, a lot of them are millennials. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would make a lot of sense, right? Uh, talk about as a leader and owner how your management team uh, on a daily basis deals with sort of the millennial mindset, because it is a different mindset than some of the more, let's call it older generations sure. running businesses. And so in running a business that has so many millennials a part of it, what do you do that's so different? Yeah. So in, in you're right. I mean, 90% of our organization would fall into the millennial millennial group. Um, Hopefully I said that the right way. You, by did, you way. did. Yeah. Yes. Very PC. No, with that one, right? yeah. And I think, you know, there, there are times that the, the generation gets kind of a bad rap. But I'll tell you from within our four walls, um, I'm fortunate enough to be surrounded by them because the way millennials process content, the kind of fast pace of it and then the creativity behind it allows it if you channel it correctly, allows you to really grow a business faster. You know, they're not a like, take your time. Let's learn like. They're, they've got no problem kind of acting quickly, making a mistake and like trying again. Right. And that's very useful to what we're trying to do. You know, like we don't want to get bogged down in planning, planning, planning. Like if you can kind of empower this this group to go out and make decisions, know that you might fail and have to like pick yourself up and do it again. Um, it, it works. And, and we've got a good group that proves that. I think it's fascinating because we have, uh, you know, again, on this show, um, a few, I can't remember how long, maybe two years ago, a friend of mine, uh, Steve Swanson was on, who started automated trading back in the day. And yeah. he built that company, uh, him and his team, on the back of students from the College of Charleston. And he brought on interns, and you know, he talks about how to harness uh, youthful uh, opportunities like that. And then we have others who just you know, have had troubles with that. And so it's right. great to hear somebody's really embraced and harnessed uh, that generation. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, culture is is paramount to me. So I think if you come into our office here in L.A., um, I like to think that that culture is contagious. Um, so it's not just about, you know, having ping pong and cold brew on on tap, but how you speak to each other and you want this kind of open dialogue and really the idea that everybody's committed to the same kind of common goal. Uh, and I like to say that at the end of the day, like you look up and it's six o'clock and very often our entire team's like, how did that happen? Because you're all working so hard. And, and I think that's the, the kind of secret sauce to it. If you create this culture that everybody wants to, to come to work every day, uh, then, then you're going to be successful. Well, I appreciate you putting out there uh, ping pong and cold beer. Now the Coastal Wealth Management <laughs> team will expect that when I get back to the office. So thanks, John. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Feel free to come by our office anytime. Yeah. Now, we were talking about the sudden growth. Um, looking forward, you do have a daunting task ahead of you. Um, you know, uh, what is something that you're actually 
concerned about? There's got to be some trepidation going into this next year. And how are you handling that? What it, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So one, I don't sleep a lot normally, right. uh, but, but since, <laughs> since the merger, I sleep less uh, because we, we do have a daunting task of scaling what were three individual businesses that all tie nicely together. Um, but there are competitors in each of those three. So our, our idea is that putting these organizations together allows us to scale and have kind of a better value proposition to the market. Uh, but there is competition in our bike share division. Ride share is uh, brought on a lot of new competitors, our outdoor college media business now that brands can look at digital and other kind of aspects. So the the concern and the, the task is how do you scale all those businesses while kind of fighting off competitors and and convince the market that it's a better value play to, to do business with Gotcha. So uh, no easy task. I think we've got the right kind of management team and uh, uh, and workforce to, to get that done. But it's a challenge. And the next the next 12 months are uh, are going to be kind of the most challenging, I'd say, of that. So speaking of challenges, uh, we've constantly heard from our great entrepreneurs that come on this show um, about what they've done well. But it seems like a similar challenge that they share is uh, probably where you are in life. It's you're, you're growing and scaling a business. You're trying to beat the competition. You've got all this going on. You're obviously doing a great job of it. But you also have Jacqueline and two sons. How about the balance side of this? As a leader and entrepreneur, how do you balance personal life? Yeah, you know. I struggle with it. Uh, I think that uh, that the work-life balance part uh, is not something that I'm great at today. Um, I think that I try to disconnect and you try to spend kind of the quality time with your family. I'd, I'd probably argue if you ask my my wife, she she might give me a, a C minus in that department today because you do. You've got this business that, by all intents and purposes, was like my first child. And I, I'm very committed to that. And then the team we have who, who I think rely on me to, to kind of be present there. And then I've got Jacqueline and my two boys who are hands down the most important. Uh, and they, they have to have this nice balance together. So I try to, to work very hard to kind of separate the two and find, you know, quality time that is by far less hours uh, that I get to spend with my family. But that we can kind of create memories together with, with the hope that, look, I'm working toward growing something that hopefully will be good and positive uh, for my family uh, from a financial standpoint, but also from like life lessons. You know, I, I learned a lot by watching my two parents up and down, but that work ethic and that commitment to something uh, is what got me here today. So I, I like to hope that, that by putting that same uh, experience out for my boys, uh, that might be the trade-off of me not being as right. present as I, I could be. Well, we expect it someday to see two boys riding around the College of Charleston campus, right? Here's to hoping. Getting, Knox and Penn. Getting well, their feet dirty in it and doing right? the job and learning yeah. the game. Well, and you live in, you know, an amazing city to make memories and raise a family and all that. Um, and also, Charleston, of course, is, is we're kind of the hotbed of entrepreneurship here lately. It's kind of a buzz thing. What is what are some of the resources as an entrepreneur here in Charleston and the Low Country that you found the most helpful? Yeah, yeah. So you know, we we moved the business here when we were really small, uh, selfishly for lifestyle choices. It like was I think a, a lot of people do. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and then we learned Charleston. But the the entrepreneurship vibe here is fantastic, and I and I'd put it in a better category than places like Atlanta because it's manageable. And you're able to, like, take actionable steps. You meet somebody, you connect, and, like, you could put something together where a place like Atlanta or New York, you could get kind of lost in that. Um, but you look at the low, low country, local groups, and, like, the fact that you can have resources like that that legitimately care about kind of moving businesses forward, 
um, I think we're we're set up to do to do great things in in the startup world. Um, you look at Dig South and the things that Stan is doing there. I mean, it's it's an amazing resource that you can bring that many people to a city like Charleston, and I think that's just kind of tip of the iceberg of what what Charleston is going to experience. And you had the opportunity to be a presenter uh, with Stan and those guys a couple of years ago. I did, yeah, yeah, it was great. I was fortunate enough. Hopefully, we can uh, kind of keep that going with the different things that we're working on. But yeah, I was I was honored to be a part of it. So I'm going to steal a page out of Leslie's book as we're running out of time. Uh, again, this is um, beyond the business. People you know, so people probably know your name and community. Stories you don't. So um, if you don't mind, take a second and maybe think of uh, something about you that possibly a lot of your folks there at the Gotcha Group don't know about you. Maybe uh, friends don't know as much about you, but can you share a quirk, uh, um, something about you that maybe would intrigue people? Wow. Yeah, I told you I was going to steal one of pages. I know. I usually ask the tough questions, like a, a hobby, or can you stand on your head for three hours without passing out? You know, that's that that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's something now I need to learn. I know. Standing, yeah, it's on the list. Standing, standing, standing on my head. Yeah. Um, wow, that somebody doesn't know about me. I, I Unfortunately, I probably, to, to a fault, am kind of an open book with the people around me, so I, I real-time kind of uh, express the things that I'm, I'm good and bad out. So I'd, I'd probably argue our team at Gotcha knows too much about me um, all of the time. That's a tough one. That's all right. We won't put you on the spot. We just thought we'd check. I'm glad I got to ask that question today, Leslie. So, uh, Sean, thank you for your time. Thanks for your great story. It really is, uh, again, another just um, amazing story of entrepreneurship. And hopefully our listeners this morning found it as educational and inspiring as we did. Yes. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yes, make sure and follow us. And if you want to get in touch with Sean, you know, come to our Facebook page, leave a comment, go to Twitter, direct message us, BTBCHS, or Beyond the Business on Facebook. And until next time, have a blessed Labor Day weekend, Low Country. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Join the Christian business movement. Visit sc-c3.org. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group. If you're a successful business leader or entrepreneur and would like to be featured on a future program, send an email to rick at cfpgroup.biz. Listen in next Saturday morning at 830 for Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group and heard exclusively on News Radio 94.3 WSC. You've invested countless hours and dollars building your business, and now your investment in your business has paid off. But did you know that according to Business News Daily that more than 60% of small business owners planning to leave their business in the next 10 years don't have an exit strategy? Hi, it's Rick Durkee of the Coastal Financial Planning Group. Let me ask you, have you planned your personal financial future wellness as well as that of your business? Have you established a succession plan for your business? Have you developed a plan for your perpetual legacy? Join me for a free discovery workshop to develop the best strategy for your business. BEST Business Exit Strategy Timetable. Call now and I'll send you an invitation by email to learn how to develop your business exit strategy timetable. Call 843-735-5065. That's 843-735-5065 for this free discovery workshop on how to develop your business exit strategy timetable. 843-735-5065.